Right. You guys want the lights on? If there's any chance that might put you to sleep, maybe we'll turn the lights on. Do you mind turning them on? All right, good. Decisions, decisions. I got um, choices to make tonight. I found a sermon on the pedestal here. I'm like, should I, should I preach this sermon? Do we want something brand new? Brand new, completely, or this one? I think I'll go. I think I'll go with mine. Oh, this looks good. Walls of justice. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like messing with you on that one. <laughs> um, oh, that's better. That's better. I can see you now. Um, how are you? Pizza tonight. Maria on the way here told uh, Jonathan, um, "Guess what we're having for dinner?" And I wasn't sure what she was getting at, but usually uh, there's one thing he's excited about when it comes to dinner, and that's pizza. And so, sure enough, he gets pizza. And I thought that can't be right. We had pizza like two weeks ago, <laughs> but sure enough, it's it's pizza again somehow. <laughs> so pizza tonight. Um, All right, um, I didn't get there last week or the week before. I think we're going to get there tonight. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about this um, connection between rest and belief and um, fighting or contending in our faith. And um, uh, tonight I, I want to talk about um, the contending piece. And um, as we jump into that, can I, can I, can I get someone some, some water? I had like I've had like four cups of water and shared them all with my boys. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Um, I want to talk specifically tonight about um, contending together in community. Um, and uh, I was reading today from Philippians, and I want to I want to start there. Philippians four. Bless. Philippians 4, verse 3. It's funny, there's some words in here that I feel like I've never seen before in the Bible. But I'm not, I'm probably not going to preach on those words, I'm just warning you, you know. It's like, what's a yoke fellow? Um, <laughs> that would be you and I. Uh, Philippians 4, verse 3. Uh, well, let's just let's just back up a little bit because it's a little out of context. But that's the verse we're going to focus on. Let's start in uh, in verse one. I know you don't have that one, Chris. Um, keeping you on your toes. 
Yeah, it's four verse one. We're, we'll just go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> no, four verse one. There it is. It says, therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. It says, I plead with Iodia and I plead with Syntyche to agree with each other in the Lord. Verse 3, yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, Help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Um, I'm not really going to get into this text too much, but um, I was I was just kind of reading through some of Philippians today, and, and, and I stumbled on this, and um, it was it was convenient that the word contend was in this passage, and obviously it kind of caught my eye because we've been <clears throat> I've been thinking about it, and, and that's where we were planning to be today, and uh, so I looked up this word contend um, as it is here in verse three and. Um, there's, there's a number of places in Scripture, in the New Testament in particular, that talk about contending, um, which is this idea of uh, striving for something or fighting for something or, um, or um, kind of like uh, pushing through for something. And, um, but specifically here in Philippians, there's a word for contend that's only used in Philippians, and it's, it's in Philippians 4, and it's also in Philippians 1. And uh, it's, oh, my handwriting is really bad, so I'm not going to try to read the Greek here. Um, but all you need to know is that the word means to strive together for, to labor with, to wrestle in company and to seek jointly and uh, I, I just thought that was really um, I don't know I feel like God was breathing something on that on that word for us as a community um, and I, I think there's something to the fact that um, I kept wanting to talk about this idea of contending um, but until today I I've been thinking about it in singular terms, um, and in stumbling upon this passage and stumbling upon the meaning of this passage, I feel like I was saying that I want you to think of the contending that I'm calling you to as something that you're meant to do together. I want you to think of contending as something that you're meant to do together. And I feel like in that there's something... Um, there's something significant that God wants to bring about um, that requires contending, but not only that, that requires us contending as a community, us contending together for something, us contending for each other for something. And I feel like in that way that one of the ways that the enemy can frustrate us 
um, is through separating us. Separating us. And I feel like some of us in this room have perhaps been contending for meaningful things that God has put on your heart, that he's um, promised you something in regards to, but you've been doing it alone. And, and, and it's, uh, that's not true, really. You, you're never doing it alone, because if you're, if you're contending with God, if God has initiated that, then you're not doing it alone. So let me clarify. But I feel like there is something more that God wants to add to the contending that you've already been doing in your own life in regards to what God has spoken to you, in regards to what he's put in your heart, in regards to what he's promised you, and that requires us. That requires somebody else. It requires the family of faith. I think we could expand that even further. And, you know, recently God has been speaking to us about unity. About unity across our city as the church here in Baltimore. And I feel like that same thing holds true to, to many of the things that we see in our city that um, God has in fact, promised victory and already given us victory over, but he's waiting for his people to come together to contend together in a way that we're not yet. And so even as we think about this unity piece, I believe that um, there is breakthrough that is delayed because we've, we've yet to gather together to seek that together. Um, but I want to start here today. Let's start smaller. And I want to start even just with the idea that um, perhaps it's even just letting a couple of people in to contend with you um, for something that matters, for something that you're um, wrestling with perhaps on your own right now. Um, I, I feel like this has new meaning for me today. Um, there's been some things this week that have come up that I just uh, felt um, difficult beyond my ability to um, wrap my head around. Um, things that have come up that um, have felt overwhelming. Things that have come up that have felt like I don't know how to fix them. And um, I don't know about you, but when that happens, um, the first thing that that begins to set in is just this feeling of, um, of perhaps anxiety or um, discouragement or some hopelessness. And um, I've been feeling some of that. And um, today I just um, I just found myself before the Lord and perhaps in a way that I haven't in a while just saying, God, I am keenly aware right now how much I need you. And, uh, and I really felt God's grace in that moment. Um, uh, and the vulnerability of that um, but also in the 
the revelation of that. And I, I don't know where you're at, but I, I feel like before we can begin to talk about contending, I think one of the first things that we need to get to is really our need. Um, before we can get to talking about contending together for things, I think we first have to get to the core of our, our need for God to show up. I don't know if you're making the connection there, but um, our contending is in fact rooted in our need for God. Before we can actually contend from a right place, and it's not just us striving for something, we have to have this profound realization that God, I need you in this circumstance, I need you in this situation, I need you for this thing that you promised, because without you, it won't happen. Are you guys with me? That's, that's a refreshing and sobering and humbling realization, but I believe that it's actually the cornerstone for our contending, is this profound realization and reminder that God, you're the one that has to do this ultimately. So I'm not... It's not like you said, uh, here's this promise, here's something that I want to give you, now go ahead and, and um, good luck. Or the good things that he's already giving you, that, that um, you're, you're seeking his uh, fresh breath on, his life in, uh, his perspective on, his ability to see them for what they really are so that you can enjoy, enjoy them the way he intended you to. I'm not just talking about things that you haven't gotten yet, but the things you already have. Like we need God to, to remind us of how much we need God. And so today, I, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that reminder. And I'm humbled by that reminder. And I'm, I'm oddly refreshed by that reminder, God, that like in the middle of these things that have been overwhelming me, there's this reminder that part of why they're overwhelming me is because perhaps I'm too often seeing them without me. And so, as we even begin, before we even begin to approach fighting for things, I think we have to first be rooted in this realization that, God, anything good worth having, you're the one that, in fact, has to bring it about. He's the author of all good things. He's the giver of all good things. And even the things that he's promised us, He's the one that has to bring them about. And so I just, I just want to start there for us to just say um, our contending doesn't happen apart from God. Our contending is rooted in our need for God. Our contending is rooted in the fact that God is actually fighting on our behalf before we ever pick up a sword and fight with him. God, in fact, gave us the armor that we have to fight with. He made it for you, and he 
fashioned it specifically for each one of us. And so anything that we have when it comes to fight, it comes from God himself. It comes from the spirit of God quickening us, quickening us to be able to do that in the first place, giving us the strength to do it. Are you guys with me? And so I just think we have to start there. And if you are overwhelmed, if you are feeling your inability, if you're feeling like things are far off, just let that bring you back to the good news. Let that bring you back to the God who provides. Let that bring you back to dependency. So God, thank you for that reminder. I think part of that dependency um, is what leads us to each other. And I feel like that's part of why God's saying that this is, this is the cornerstone. And so even this idea of contending and contending together, it, it actually requires us to be rooted in dependency. It requires us to be rooted in dependency on God and it requires us to be rooted in dependency on those who God has given us to fight with. The family of God, each other, the gift of the church. Um, I want to read this. This is from uh, Jim Simbola. He says, Satan's main strategy with God's people has always been to whisper, don't call, don't ask, don't depend on God to do great things. He says, you'll get along just fine with your own cleverness and energy. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty of believing that one. And yet I believe God is calling us out of that. And perhaps it's, um, right now it's, it's, as we're thinking about what are we contending for, I wonder if it's perhaps the easiest way to think about is that, about that is, what are the things perhaps right now in our lives that are producing the most hopelessness? I know that seems weird to think of it that way. Um, those might be the things we don't really want to contend for because right, I've tried and it hasn't gone very well. But if we apply this idea of God doing great things, I imagine it's usually going to be in the places that we feel the most hopelessness. I imagine it's going to be in the places that we feel the most anxiety about. I imagine it's going to be in the places that we would last think of when it comes to a believing God for a victory or for breakthrough. And I just feel like before we ever get to that, 
Um, just answering that question, what are the areas that I feel anxiety, that I feel hopelessness, that I feel a sense of um, despair, perhaps, or just inability to change? And I feel like that's um, the place that God is saying, I want to invite you to trust me by trusting each other. You guys with me? I want to invite you to trust me by trusting each other. I think sometimes we we miss out on the ability to contend for each other because we feel like it would be better if we could just tell the story of the victory to each other. Like, we love testimonies around here, don't we? <laughs> but sometimes we don't have a testimony because we're still waiting for the victory. <laughs> and I wonder if those are the moments where we stop talking. When God is saying, in fact, um, keep talking. <laughs> but share the need. Don't just share the past victory, share the future victory. And I, I feel like one of the things that will help us be vulnerable with each other in that way is to really believe that the struggle that we're in right now is just a future victory. Are you with me? What if, what if you thought of it that way? Because we don't often like talking about the things that we're struggling with. But I just hear God saying, I don't see it that way. Because every struggle will be swallowed up in my victory. And so what if we start dealing with those things from the perspective that this is just, this is just a future victory waiting to happen. And I, I want someone else to come along with me in that. Not to just hear about it after the fact, but to come along with me in it. To share it. See, because when we begin to invite each other in, to contend for each other, then we get to share it. Not just in hindsight, in retrospect, but we get to share in it as it happens. I believe God wants to bring that about. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to dig too much into these two, but I, I've been thinking about two examples for three weeks now, so I just, I finally want to just say them. <laughs> so, um, as I've been thinking about this, topic of contending, um, I've been thinking a lot about God's journey with Israel um, to establish them in victory. And um, it's a really weird thing um, when you see that God tells Israel, I've already won this for you, but then he says, oh, by the way, you still need to fight. 
that's the dynamic, that's the um, reality of what was happening when God gave, showed the people the promised land that they would inherit. God says, um, this is the land that I have given you. God says, I have given you it. Um, I've given it to you before they ever stepped foot in it. And it wasn't just a matter of crossing over a big rushing body of water. It was, oh yeah, by the way, um, there's some pretty scary people occupying that land. They're just, um, you know, God says, um, well actually they're just, they're tending to it for you before you get there. <laughs> and I'm sure God's people were thinking, it really doesn't look like that, God. <laughs> no, he really did tell them that, by the way. He said, um, you know, if I, if I got rid of all the enemies ahead of time, then um, the, those places would be overgrown and run with wild beasts. So in his wisdom, he's like, I'm just going to keep these people there until you're ready to inhabit it. But it would have sure been nice if when it was time, they could have just, you know, walked in and traded keys and, and uh, shook hands and called it a day, right? But that's not what happens. And, you know, I, I, I think as much as that would have been nice, you realize that God was wanting to establish his people in something that they couldn't have learned any other way but by fighting for it. He wanted to establish his people in his provision in real time. And, you know, in the middle of a fight, those are the moments where you're just wondering, like, did you really, did you really give it to us? Did you really, are you really going to make good on your promise, God? Those are the moments when you start to think, am I really cut out for this? Those are the moments where I'm, gonna, I'm trying. <laughs> I love you so good. <laughs> Those are the moments when you begin to think, do I really even want this? And God's wisdom, those are the moments that he's training us and preparing us as we go through them. For something that we really need. Something that's really good. And so he doesn't just, you know, hand it over. He says, I've given it to you, but I want you to fight. And uh, there's two moments in that process that I've been thinking a lot about. And um, the first one is the Babel of Jericho. And uh, very popular story among the kids. Um, although my kids like David and Goliath better. I'm going to talk about that one too. Um, but I want to say this, just one thing. If you don't know the story, it's um, really simply, it's God saying, I'm going to give you this land. And it was this giant fortified city called Jericho. And God's people had made it over the Jordan. That was a pretty big deal. In fact, everybody who wasn't part of um, Israel heard about it, and they were pretty scared. Um, but they still had their walls, right? <laughs> they still had their fortresses. That was Jericho. And God says, I'm going to give you Jericho, 
It's yours. The victory's already yours. I've given it to you. Um, but I want you to do something that sounds kind of silly. I want you to lead with the trumpets. I want you to lead with the priests. I want you to lead with the ark. I want you to lead with my presence. And I want you to participate in the victory that's going to come. And uh, I don't know, I just think it's interesting that God, he called the whole people to participate in that victory. He, he called the whole army to shout. And then to do it again. And then to do it again. And then to do it again. I think it's a picture of contending together. And I think God wanted to teach them something together about his provision, about his breakthrough, about his victory. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say about David's victory. I, I just, I'll say this about um, David's victory. I, I believe that um, in David's victory, we see how um, breakthrough is shared. So David fought on behalf of the people. And yet everybody shared in the breakthrough. And I feel like that's another component of this. Um, I believe that as we, as we begin to share more in the contending, that there's things that God's already deposited in our lives through the journey with him, through the journey of his provision, through the journey of his victory, that are going to be keys for each other. So that victory that is yours will be someone else's. Are you guys with me? In the same way that there was only one person that fought that day, but everybody gleaned from the victory that David took. I believe that as we share and as we contend, and as we invite others to contend with us, that there's going to be keys to victory that, in fact, somebody else has that we're going to get to share a part of. And so I think it's important that we that we share in this together, that we share in the journey together, that, that we don't just share in the victories past, but victories future. Um, I'm going to wrap up, and I, I don't know, I, I you know, I, I don't think you can read and think about this story of David without thinking about Jesus, and ultimately, um, just the, the the prophetic picture that it is of, of Jesus fighting for us and, and and winning a fight that that none of us wanted to enter into, none of us could enter into and win. And uh, we're gonna pray in a minute into that as we take communion. But 
Um, I just want to I want to close with one more point of application. You know, this weekend coming up is going to be a chance for us to get away. And, um, for those of you who can make it, um, join us for that. I think it's going to be a really great opportunity for us to um, just let God shed some light together on things to be contending for and to spend some time to do that in community. Um, for those of you that can't make that, um, I still want you to be there. I want you to be there in, in spirit. I want you to be there um, through us just knowing how to contend for you in that time. And so I just, I, I hope that you will um, give us an opportunity um, to do that. And so um, I just, um, yeah, I want to invite us to, to just take some time to this week share some of these things and, and I'll put something out there um, so that we can do that and so that we can know even how to pray into those things together this weekend. Let's pray. God, I thank you that by your grace you take the things that um, fill beyond our ability and you want to use those things to draw us into your ability. God, I thank you that in your grace you, um, by your spirit, God, you just shed light on um that which we need you in and just how much we need you, God. And uh, we can be assured that it's you because in those moments um, when you do that, when by your spirit you open our eyes to those things, God, it doesn't produce more hopelessness. It begins to produce the opposite. It begins to produce hope. It begins to produce confidence in you. It begins to produce faith. It begins, it begins to produce a sense of peace. And so God, I pray for all of those things right now, God. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the difficulty, regardless of the, the time that has elapsed, regardless of the, the record that the enemy would point to and say, what makes you think that that the future is going to be any different, regardless of those things, God. God, we believe that there's victory in you. And God, we believe that there's breakthrough in you. And we believe that the best is yet to come in you, God. And because that's true, today is worth fighting for. This week ahead is worth fighting for. Your promises are worth fighting for. God, we, we look to your provision in the way that you brought it about. 
realizing that our victory is in Christ. Our victory is in you, Jesus. It's in your once and for all victory at the cross. Anything that we are fighting for, anything we're fighting against, anything that is to come that we will face, God, the victory is already in you. So God, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you that you are our forerunner. We thank you that you are our high priest and you go before us, sounding the victory. And God, as your people, we will be obedient to walk in your footsteps, to walk in your shadow together. And so unite us in that way, God. Would you just break down any independence, God, that would keep us from opening up to you and opening up to each other so that your grace could rush in so that we could share in the victory with you. In Jesus' name, amen. When you're ready tonight, we're going to take communion and come and receive.